What's up gamers? My name is Chris and welcome to season two of Horton Brothers Grimm, a video game podcast. We're excited to come back at you here in 2019. Tits. We had <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we still like tits, so twenty nineteen resolution scratch that one off. I don't know. Like if you guys have never watched Dr. Tran, you're doing yourself a disservice. Tits. Oh, Dr. Tran is great. My favorite is about the hotel soap. Ain't that the one that had the, what was it, the ice? 100% 100 ice? ice. Yeah, and it's in the same same videos. (laughs) The uh, the little piece of bubble gum or whatever the fuck it was. Tits. (laughs) (laughs) Come, we'll hit you with a brick. We'll hit your saint, or hit you a kid with a, hit the kid with a brick. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Some some pretty crazy uh, cartoon. That came out, what, back in the 2000s? That was definitely in the 2000s because at that time you could, there there was barely, I think that might have been the like start of the smartphone era. Oh, and yeah. And then, of course, you had YouTube. Yeah. And uh, so most, I I don't mostly think I watched YouTube it on t- computer. I think I watched that back in 2007-ish. Yep, that sounds about probably. right. Probably. Yep. Dr. Tran. Dr. Tran. Look at that huge cock. You should think about some dipping sauces like vodka. One hundred percent ice. I sell one hundred percent ice to people who like it. <laughs> who like it. I'm telling my mama. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's pretty good. Check it out, guys. Dr. Tran looked that crap up on YouTube, I guarantee Hilarious. you. And it's it is hilarious, um, but yeah. So we're on season two, boys. That is season two. We are here. We are here. We did it. And if you don't believe we're here, then something's wrong with your ears because you can hear us. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is I was re-listening to our last episode, episode fifteen, mm-hmm. and at the beginning of it, we talk about how we haven't had a big enough fight to end the show. Oh really? And. <laughs> We still haven't had that big fight, but people may think we have since we have been <laughs> off for about two, well, two or three months now. The biggest fight is uh, retail sucks, but yep. if I were making money doing something else, I could stay in front of my computer and not have to go to retail. So I don't know. Hook us up, guys. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anybody out there with one of them awesome uh, 40,000 of your jobs that uh, okay. Zach can do from home, yes, please holler at me. Um, but yeah, so guys, I thought it'd be fun to name one thing that you've been doing since we've been off from the podcast. Name one random thing that you've been doing a lot of random, except for masturbating, oh. of course. Well, that's, a, oh, that's your department. Dang. Nobody, nobody's going to take <laughs> that job from you. <laughs> I'm just wow. saying. So Scott, let you go first. I'm putting you on the spot. What is one thing you've been doing a lot of since we've been off last Three months. I've been watching a lot of freaking TV, guys. A lot of TV. TV sounds nice. A lot of TV. So what what show have you watched specifically? Which one is popping up in your mind? Um, Well, I've watched um, more episodes of the original Law & Order than I care to count. Um, oh, do you know they're doing the... Um, they're on the DirecTV now. On some show. Or the one channel where they're doing like a whole marathon of the entire... 
Yep, yep. Original. That's the the Wii channel. Is that what that's called? I think Wii? so. Yeah, it's on the Wii channel yeah. with uh, Criminal Minds uh, reruns mm-hmm. and stuff like yep. that. They have all four hundred and fifty six episodes. That's a lot. Ooh. I wonder if uh, you know, Patrick Swayze jumps out in one of those and tells the one detective that nobody puts baby in the corner. I don't. Know. <laughs> Just saying. Damn. <clears throat> Nobody puts baby in the corner until this investigation's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's all, <laughs> all right, so weird. So Scott's been watching Law and Order, picking up on his. Uh, so you think he could be a lawyer now? Uh, no, no, I, I'd be a good smart ass detective, but lawyers, man. I, I, so you go, I to go to court to, and watch. That's right. <laughs> here's what I picture. Here's what I picture uh, investigating a case with Scott would be like. Here I go. I'll come in. I'm a one of the detectives. Scott's already been there for a little while. Hey Scott. What's happened uh, here, sir? And he's going to be like, I don't know what the fuck happened. I mean, there's a dead guy. There's That's blood. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring fuck donuts? I don't know. <laughs> that would be the first question. Wait on you, motherfucker. Like, Where's breakfast, bitch? It's like, where the hell you been, like, man? I've been standing here for an hour trying to figure out how this guy got shot through the wall. What are you talking about? What is that magic bullet? Like, bitch, they wrote all the lines for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. Hooked on phonics for that show, I guess. So now we go to Zach. Let's talk about what Zach's been doing. What's something you've been doing that you want to tell everybody about? Well, nobody wants to know about work, so that's what I've been doing mostly. And the other things, I've been watching Netflix. And the shows I've watched is Thailand's. Great show, by the way. Waiting Mm -hmm. on season two. Please hurry. Uh, A show called Cuckoo. (laughs) Fucking hilarious. Uh, of course, the first season has uh, Andy Sandberg in it, and the second season has the kid who played Jacob as uh, in uh, Twilight, whoever that is. Team Jacob. Team Jacob. Uh, he actually does a really good job. It's fucking hilarious. I love the show. So if you haven't seen Cuckoo, watch that shit. And yeah, the guy that plays Jack the main potatoes. character, the dad. Yeah, Ken, or his name's he Ken. He is hilarious. Yeah, he is awesome. He's great. So... That's a good show. That's a good recommendation for sure. That's great. And I also watched some other stuff right. that I can't remember. I, I watched so much shit on Netflix. It's insane. Because I would watch it at work, by the way, on my iPad. Mm. So, yeah, while I'm on lunch, though. Not, not when I'm supposed to be working. No, of course not. We don't We don't, We don't. don't watch TV and play games while we're at work, do we? No, nope, we're just... No. Um, it's irresponsible. Take a poop while we're on the clock, though. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get paid to oh, shit. that's a cool thing. That's 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 in the unwritten rules, right? It's there. So, like, if you're coming back you gotta, from lunch, you clock back in, and then you go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, because lunch is supposed bell. to spend time eating. Where you can. Sh- I'm creating get paid poop, to shit. and then after a break, I will poop. I will poop the poop. Well, out. you're creating poop for later on. But when the poop that's already created yesterday is getting pushed Not out, yesterday, now, so. but the morning usually. If if you're uh, regular. You can eat breakfast and poop it out at lunch, and then eat lunch and poop it out at dinner. Boy, this conversation devolved quickly. Didn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, they're uh, just talking about goddamn poop. <laughs> poop cycles are important to human nature. You know, they say you're supposed you to go at least ban every meal or something. I don't know. It's two to three times a day, I believe. Well, that's, uh, so you should, I guess I need to go to the doctor should, then. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. So you should eat poop every meal, guys. That's mm. disgusting. This isn't South Park where you eat poop. 
or well, you put eat food your, in your you ass. Put your food in your butt. Your mouth. Oh my god! Even though that the game, that happens. The game that I'm going to be talking about later on, on episode two of season two, had something to do with some South Park. Uh oh. Teaser for episode two already. I love it. All right. Well, so you guys have been watching a lot of TV. That's nice. Um, I've been I've been doing a podcast with my friend Wade. That's been fun. About our Disney trip coming up next month, end of February. You haven't went on I that shit it. yet. Nope. Twenty first through twenty fifth, man. I'm gonna be going to Disney World. So I've been getting ready for that. I got my tickets bought. What are you doing on your birthday? A few days. I'll be working most of the day. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Thanks for the yeah. cheerfulness. This is the adult world, guys. You don't no, get special yeah. treatment on your birthday. That's right. whole, I get a birthday month. Fuck you. Sit down. It's my <laughs> birthday. I want you to, want you to cater to my every bean. Yeah, my butt. Make sure you get your whole head in front of the shotgun. Thank you for calling. Exactly. So now I've been uh, doing that podcast with Wade, which is fun. I think I've advertised it on the last episode we did, actually, but I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that it was still going on. So check it out. It's a little bit of a promotional thing, but I've been doing the podcast. So with that podcast, I've uh, been watching some more Disney movies. I've actually joined the Disney Movie Club. Oh, no. This sounds kind of gay. Not that there's <laughs> anything wrong with that. But well, I got uh, <laughs> seven Blu-rays for 25 bucks. Seven. Well, that, that's yeah, pretty good deal. You can't really beat that. That's I'm going to just start good. gathering Blu-rays that people throw away. That way I can sell them to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just saying. Um, I fell in love with a movie called Coco. What is that one about? That's the one about the it's kid about that goes into the land of death looking for his... His family, because his yeah. family... he's He thinks his family's member is a famous musician named Ernesto. Right. And... He goes, his grandma doesn't allow them to play music because her, uh, her husband, right? Grand, her, no, her, her dad, dad her grandfather. Her dad. Well, anyway, he started from her, I think it's her grandfather was married to his wife and his, then her, maybe it's her dad. I can't it was, remember. It was, it was, it was her, her dad. dad. It was the, it was the grandmother's abuelita's dad that yeah, took off and left or whatever. <laughs> He took off and left to get his music career going. So he right. went to the and land he never, of the He dead? never came back. No, no, he never came back. So they assumed he got fame. He, he found fame in another life and just abandoned them. So the mom decided that none of their family from then on out would have anything to do with music. They don't listen to music. They don't play music. They don't sing. They don't dance. They don't do any of that stuff. It sounds well, awful. It's actually. Miguel, he's, it was actually a pretty good little movie, huh? Oh, it's awesome, man! It's so good, so good, funny. Mm-hmm. Got great music in it. it. It's just and the 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 animation is just beautiful. Pixar just keeps out doing themselves, and it's just got a, it's got a lot of touching moments in it. And I cried a few times. Oh my crazy. god! Let's let's move on. I'm sorry. Just it's what it was good. You've been watching so, Disney movies. Coco, check it out. And spank check out it, Coco. So. Spanking it that's, and watching Coco. That's, oh oh no, God. that you shouldn't use that in the same sentence. <laughs> I'm just saying. Remember me? No, please, no, oh, no show tunes. Uh, let's just. <laughs> what's what's the game? Who's picked anyway. it? And what are we talking about? 
All right, let's move on then. Say it calm down. Hell, it's been 12 minutes here of we talking go. about poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we do here. This is Horton Brothers <laughs> Grimm. This is what we do here. But, uh, yeah, I'm we're going to go into segment one. And let's, let's move it along here. Nothing to see. You we're, lucky talking, we're talking about three things. Three games today in episode one of season two. One. First game that we're going to talk about is called Need for Speed 2. No, it's Need for Speed Underground. Underground 2. Need for Speed 2 was oh. back in the fucking day. Oh. But anyway. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Need for Speed 2 Electric Boogaloo. My bad. Electric Boogaloo. Need for Speed Underground 2. Yeah. And that's on a GameCube. Yes. And also, I think it was on PlayStation 2. Or some other yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was on multiple. But GameCube is the one Scott played most. Of course, because GameCube right. was the shit. And then on our second segment, we're talking about current day game. And that game was a game I've been playing called Darksiders 2. And it's a Darksiders 2 War Mastered Edition, mm. which came no, out in 2016. War Mastered Edition is just Darksiders. It's just Darksiders, War Mastered Edition. Sorry, did I say Darksiders 2? Yes. Yep. Sorry, I had Need for Speed Underground 2 in what my a brain. Dumbass. Darksiders. <laughs> War Mastered Edition. Yes. They it played was the first originally one. released in 2010. Yes. As Darksiders. Mm-hmm. It was released again in 2016 as Darksiders. War Master Edition is in HD and it's beautiful. That's correct. We'll be talking about that. It's an awesome game. And then our third game is Future Game. And it is, what's that? I forgot. What did I pick? Oh, my God. You know I always do this. I blink out. I think it was... Um Doom Eternal, uh, right? That's right. Doom Eternal. There we go. Let's see if your memory's right. You wrote notes for it, right? Yeah, I did. Just pull them up, fool. <laughs> no, I'm going to call you out right here. His notes is the link to the Wikipedia page. Well, there's nothing. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> well, I mean, there's really not a lot of information out there about Doom Dude, Eternal. There's I mean, stuff. You know, kinda... There's stuff out there, and if you've if you haven't watched the um, gameplay from uh, what was it, QuakeCon, then you've you've done yourself a disservice. And as soon as that game releases, uh, I shall own it, and. I had a very disappointing uh, Christmas because it didn't come out this <laughs> past year. Oh wait, wait! Yeah. The release date, right? Yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, wasn't it? fuck yeah, off. We'll hear about that. We'll hear about that later. Fuck off. <laughs> Pretty sure we'll we'll talk more about that during the Doom Eternal segment. So, guess we'll go ahead and roll right in. Oh wait, to our you first forgot segment to mention one thing two. that you did. What? You made us t-shirts. What well, the t-shirts are going to be brought up? I thought. Oh yeah, that's right. Anyway, we'll move on. We have t-shirts. T-shirts. We got new t-shirts uh, made for HBG season one. Uh, they will be for sale. Dun, More dun, about that coming dun. during the soundtrack spotlight. Scott is actually doing the soundtrack spotlight today, and it's awesome. So I've already, he's already written a script for it, and I've read it, and it's great. It's very surprising that so, it's about music, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so need for screed. Need for screed. Need for screed. Yep. <laughs> script a new and game. speed don't work together. It's a new game. Never do script and speed. We don't do scripts <laughs> anyway. If you haven't noticed, no, not really. Okay. Not really. We talk because we're brothers. That's how we do it. Most likely. 
right, so if y'all want, we can go ahead and start segment one of season two. Finally, <laughs> sixteen minutes into the episode. Oh my god! I, I tried to get them to start earlier, but you heard you you seen what they did. But anyway, let's move along. <laughs> Moving on, Scott, it's your turn to talk a lot. Go for it. Segment one: Need for Speed <laughs> Underground. Two. Nod and wave. No, smile awesome. and wave. <clears throat> so, Need for Speed Underground 2. You guys remember this game, right? Y'all, I, I do, all actually. Of us played it, right? Me and you played together a lot. We did. We played so. We played the crap out of this game. Um, it was the second, well, of course, Need for Speed Underground 2. Anyway. Are you sure? So, Are you I think sure? So. It might. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the developers were EA and Black Box Games. It was uh, published by EA Games and released on platforms Windows PC, Game Boy Advance, GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox, PlayStation Portable, and Nintendo DS. And if you remember correctly, this is when EA did not suck a big bag of dicks. That is very, very true. They were actually really awesome back in the day. Right? I did enjoy so their games. Really big bags of shit. Oh, mm-hmm. no. So <laughs> the game was released on November the 9th, 2004 for the PC and November the 15th, 2004 for consoles. Consoles. Suck. Okay. So I'm sorry. Need for Speed Underground yeah. 2 is a racing game and it centers around the racing, street racing, tuner car culture. You know, when everybody was, was bringing in the little foreign cars. I mean, it's the whole, um, uh, the Fast and the Furious that was real popular back when this game came out. So, was Fast and Furious maybe, around when this came out? I, I think actually the year this came out was after uh, Fast and Furious Part 2, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh I might my. be mistaken about that. But it's possible. Anyway, it was around the same time. The movies kind of boosted the popularity of these particular games. I mean, this isn't the only game in the genre that came out at the time. I mean, there was another one that was real big. It was a Midnight Club. Isn't that what it was? Midnight yes, Club, Midnight Club had a yeah, game. Midnight Club. Yes. Dub edition. And yep, I it think was real it popular. failed after a few years. It just went bye-bye. Right. They had successful run on the well, yeah, diecast around. market, though. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So, you as the player, you begin you begin the game at the airport, all right, and you're you're you have a job. Your job is to deliver a car to its owner. Her name is Rachel, voiced by Brooke Burke. You guys remember Brooke Burke, don't you? The chick that used to be on the she did all the tra- the travel shows. You know, yes, real, I remember Brooke Burke yeah. had a nice tan. The, yeah. Nice tan. Brunette, she was a Playboy, yeah, right? Oh, was right. she? She definitely was. If you guys yeah. need me, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, just don't forget to wash the lotion off. <clears throat> um, I use this lotion. So, while uh, <laughs> while on the way to deliver the car, the player's encouraged to uh, engage in different race types. You know, you got three, two or three different, um, two or three different races you're supposed to, you know, join into and run. And it and this actually acts as a tutorial, helps familiarize the player with the game mechanics. Um, anyway, so after you deliver your, after you deliver the car to Rachel, she, she, you know, shows you her garage and whatnot. And then they, you, you get to go to a car dealership and you pick out your own vehicle. Okay. So you get to buy your own car and then you use that car in the beginning stages of the race and you earn reputation and money by winning races in the area and, 
you use the money you earn to upgrade and pimp out your ride, so to speak. You want to add different upgrades. You can add a lot of different things. This game had a lot of customization options, uh, different paint jobs, different decals, different engine modifications, different uh, frame and body modifications. You could use carbon fiber. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff you could do to the vehicle. I mean, but to, you know, to, to trick it out, so to speak. I mean, in parts of the game, you could run over hookers and beat them up for the mo- Oh, wait, that's Grand Theft Auto. No, no, wait, that's, that's GTA, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Different conversation. Oh, so, shit. <laughs> anyway, the game consisted of five stages. Each of the stages you played, you had to win a certain amount of races, and then there was a, a certain point in the game where you had to go uh, pick up sponsorships to be able to race in the Underground Racing League. I said prostitutes. Yeah. And once you got into the the URL, the Underground Racing League, you 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 go out and you win the races, and there's bigger paydays, and that that allowed you to buy uh, more expensive mods, different you know different wheels for your car, you know just a lot of different customization options. Um, there was a, a one of the features of the game was you, as you're doing all these races, you get noticed, you get uh, you know you get a, a pretty big reputation and then uh these magazines they want you to come and let them take pictures of your car and things of that nature and you go to the different spots on the map to get your car's picture taken and put on the covers of magazines and as you do that each 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 time you modify your car you know you upgrade the appearance you can get up to a 10 star rating and 10 star rating visual rating was the maximum visual rating you could get for each vehicle. I thought you said we wasn't talking about Grand Theft Auto. I'm not talking about Grand Theft Auto, but it (laughs) is interesting that Grand Theft Auto has used a lot of these different options, especially in GTA V, because GTA GTA Online uses a lot of the same... Uh, a lot of the same ideas, because you can mod, you can change the appearance. But you also had Gran Turismo. mm Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. See, a lot of these... A lot of these racing games used, you know, the same, I don't know, the same formula. Now, now, now Gran Turismo was a little bit different. It was like, what, rally races and stuff? And that well, you was? had rallies. You had, um, it was a professional circuit stuff. Right. But it was right. regular cars, rally cars, dirt tracks, mm-hmm. pavement, weather, all that crap. Right. Wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows. Fat uh-huh. kids. Cake. You know. <laughs> Donkeys, burrows with with some carrots, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tractors, whips, chains, whistles, yo-yos. <laughs> so our patch kids. Okay. Oh, that reminds <laughs> me. I got some sweet tarts in there. I need to get to. <laughs> wow. Okay. So anyway, um, at towards at the beginning of the game, you know, you have to start driving. You have to drive around the map to to unlock different areas. Um, to begin with, you're you're given the locations of vendors to be you know to start, so you can go to to different mechanics and buy you know some early engine mods or early you know appearance appearance upgrades and things like that. But then there are other 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 vendors you have to drive around the map and find them because they're hidden back off in little corners and stuff in the corner in you know different areas. Um, the game is actually set in a place called 
uh, Bayview and Bayview, <clears throat> California. Yeah, Bayview mm-hmm. was the the actual main area was was modeled after uh, Los Angeles, I believe, and then different sections of the map were modeled after different cities in the real world. Um, That's a good song for that. It's a country song. Oh yeah. Yeah, here in the real world. Here in the real world, that's right. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Here in the real world. Right, right. The, uh, <clears throat> I mean, this game was one of my, <clears throat> excuse me, this game was one of my favorites on the GameCube. And I enjoyed the way it played. It was fun to race around. The The races were easy to, you know, get involved in. And I it, liked the different styles of racing. I mean, they had different different uh, classes. I mean, there was street X, there was uh, downhill drift racing. There was um, <clears throat> the URL league. The underground racing league was mainly on, um, uh, mainly on uh, paved track, you know, circle track. Well, not necessarily a circle track. There was a lot of twists and turns to some of them. You're talking about sometimes you would, roads. Yeah, no, these were actually race tracks. You would go oh. for the underground racing league, you would actually go to a track. Then why was and it then, underground racing if you had to have a track that was more public? Well, one or two of them was track. Oh. Uh, some of them were actually racing around through airports and things like that. Uh, would you say that the graphics in this game is um, more realistic or more of a cartoonish type of style? Um, <clears throat> I'll be honest. I mean, the, the animation, the, the graphic design of the game, in my opinion, it seemed a little more, I don't know. It was kind of a good mix. It was a good mix of, of, you know, like, like comic book art and, you know, towards a realistic feel. I mean, okay. the. The way it looked to me, anyway. I mean, the cars looked really good. They were the graphics were clean on the GameCube. I mean, this one was one of the best of the you know best of the, one of the best games graphically, in my opinion. I would say it's an arcade style of animation, uh, sort of right. like playing yeah, like Rush twenty forty nine or something like that. Um, right. Yeah. Like or Grand that Theft one Auto kind of cartoony, but it's with uh, good detail. Hmm. Yeah. Was it more of a, say, did you have to protect your car so when you're racing to keep it from getting damaged, or was it something oh, no. you could bang into walls and no, stuff no, and keep going? This this game actually glorified crashes. Whenever whenever you'd be driving along and you're driving around at like 150 miles an hour and you crash into another car, it would immediately go into a slow-mo outside shot. It, it would do a... a uh, it would pan back and it would show your car in slow motion tumbling through the air or, uh, you know, smashing the cars that you just hit out of your way. Yeah, because you're supposed to land. It was actually land really... <laughs> right. Right. It was actually pretty cool. And Grand Theft Auto still uses those type of uh, slow-mos as well when you do tricks and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Hot Pursuit. Um, okay. Hot okay. Pursuit I said play the game much, on. so I... Was- just curious. But, or before, I can't remember. But Hot Pursuit was pretty cool. Hot Pursuit was be before this game. Yeah, where you could be the cops and stuff was pretty right. nice before Underground. But, uh, you know, those cartoony, those were super cartoony graphics. <laughs> uh, those were, what, PlayStation 1? 
That was PlayStation yeah, One. PlayStation yeah. One. So well, yeah. a long time ago. Uh, one cool. of the best things. One of the best things about this game, and the one th- and the thing that kept me coming back to it, because I mean, I played this game for I played this game for several years on a GameCube, and the reason I kept going back to it was m- the soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack on this game is phenomenal. I mean, you're you're. T- I mean, this soundtrack included artists like Snoop Dogg, Chingy. Uh, the Doors, even. I mean, my favorite track, my favorite song on this soundtrack was uh, a, a Snoop Dogg and The Doors performing "Riders on the Storm." Now, I mean, it was just, it was just great. I, I oh, love yeah, that. Was pretty sick. That was yeah. Snoop Dogg loved, and who? Hmm. The Doors. The, the Doors. Doors. Yeah, uh, Jim Morrison from The Doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was the Doors song "Riders on the Storm," and Snoop Dogg did a remix and threw in his own. You know, his he, he put in his own track stuff. on top of it. I mean, it was, it was just, it was really cool. Uh, one of the other things was uh, one of the other songs that I liked on here was the uh, the cover of Black Betty. Oh, really? Who you know, did that? I know what. Yeah, Black, yeah I, I believe I the, the song. I believe the name of the group was. Uh, I believe the name of the group was Spider Bait. I mean, they weren't they weren't really well known, but their their cover of Black Betty was just freaking awesome. And I'll talk more about that in the soundtrack spotlight later. So be sure and stay tuned. Heck for that. yeah! Um, it was one of the best racing games I'd ever played, uh, and it was probably because it was probably it was one of the few racing games I ever played. I mean, I played this one and I played Mario Kart. And then oh, there was, I know uh, you played Cruising <clears throat> USA, sir. Cruising USA, yes, I played that at Cruising the arcade the quite a lot. And uh, yeah, then there was yeah. the Hot Wheels, the Hot Wheels oh, game man, that was Hot on Wheels game uh, was sick PlayStation. As balls. Dude, that was freaking. Dude, it was ass. on. I think it was on GameCube too, or something like that. Let's, if I remember correctly, they had one. No, it was that was P. It was PS One. Oh, was PlayStation One? Hmm. PlayStation One, that Hot Wheels game. I can't even remember the name of it, but. Other than it was Hot Wheels, and that one was another one that had a badass soundtrack. I'm telling you, uh, there was a Hot Wheels game of some on freaking GameCube. Yeah, World Race. Hot Wheels Turbo Race. There was World That's Race, Turbo Velocity Race. X um, was mm-hmm. two there, of there them. There were several on the GameCube. Yeah. And then there, there was, was a, I Hot think Wheels Hot Wheels game. Turbo was the one. I liked the Hot Wheels game on the PlayStation. It was fun. Yeah. And also had a huge collection yeah, of that was, oh, it was awesome because back then too. Yep. And see, I started off with um, that Metallica song. Yep. Fuel. Fuel. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god! That's badass. <laughs> Just hyped the whole time driving a twin mill up a fucking ramp. <laughs> give me fuel. Give me fire. <laughs> you like you're like okay, let's race some hot wheels. <laughs> Just get down. Yep. Yeah, it was bad. It was nice. It was very nice. Yeah, see, I this game I had I've got a save file still on my my one of my GameCube memory cards with ninety two percent game completion on it. Oh and fuck! I, I, I'm I'm make sure the eight percent right. Yeah, finish it. The the eight percent were I think maybe I think I had maybe three underground racing league races that I didn't run. Oh my god! Because I just I don't know I got to the, I got wrapped up doing other things but anyway all the cars i had on the on my profile 
had a 10 star visual rating all right nice. i mean i spent a lot of time on this game well and I still there's got, a reason you spent a lot of time on it. you know there uh for for those who don't know uh, if you wanted internet back then, you needed to go find a woman that could run really fast. <laughs> because you'd tell that's her right. something, and then she'd run and tell somebody else. <laughs> no offense to any women out there, but that's usually what happened back then. Because men didn't really gossip. They just sat around, drank beer, played their games. Right. So, talked about their men, I guess. <laughs> they don't do nothing but, but drink beer and play games. But we don't do nothing but talk bullshit and slap each other I don't know <laughs> I don't know what women do I love you women it's okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will say that anybody that has access to a GameCube if you can find this game yes I recommend playing it because I mean if if you like to if you like if you like racing if you if you enjoyed the Fast and the Furious movies uh, this just, I don't know, it kind of adds to the whole, it kind of adds to the whole experience, in my opinion, because of the soundtrack, the vehicle customization, the racing, I mean, it's just, it was pretty. it's BA. a very solid game. I, I, mean, I, loved I, it I recommend well. it, definitely. There's not that many games that we all loved at one point that were the same yep. game. Right. Because I know you guys didn't play Final Fantasy and shit. I played seven. So hey, whoa! I played. I'm uh, talking about like Final Fantasy three. Talking about oh yeah, well I guess you did. Maybe I think Mystic Quest was your favorite. <laughs> I loved um, Mystic Quest. Mystic Quest was good. It was okay. Um, um, it kind of bothered me. I liked a lot, it but as far as the story goes, but it's whatever. Final Fantasy nine is my favorite. Nine was good. Seven was the best. Mm-hmm. Nine's See, the best. seven seven Sorry. was the one I played. I played saying one nine's the best. The, it's like saying eight's the best. I'm sorry, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I played seven. It was the only game in the Final Fantasy series that I played, and it and was it, awesome. It, and it was badass. I loved it. And it was sort of like uh, with uh, the Legend of Zelda. Up until up until recently, the only game in the Legend of Zelda series that I had played was A Link to the Past. Are now, you fucking kidding I, I, me? You never played the original one. Never played it. Or well, part two was kind of shitty, but yeah, I never, I never played the original. Not, well, I say I never played it. I might have played it for ten minutes, but I never really put any time into it. A yeah. Link to the Past was the only one I actually played all the way through from start to finish. Well, the very first one on the Nintendo was the very last one in the chronologically, anyway. Right, and then up and like I said, up until recently, I played uh, Breath of the Wild. Fucking bad. I played. Breath of the Wild, and I, I liked that game. It was so really cool. is Breath of the Wild further along than the first one that was put out on Nintendo? Um, did we ever, did they ever confirm to be, that or not? It's supposed to be 100 years after the last... Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, after, I think that's right. Wow. That's it's cool. either 100 years after or it's... Well, I know it's 100 years after something. It's in the midst of everything. I don't know. I don't know. I think anyway. it was after. I think it's the last one chronologically. I have to do some reading up on that. And if you guys yeah. know the answer, comment, please. Let us know. Yep. Yep. Tell us more, please. But that's, that is all I have for Need for Speed Underground 2. All right. Except for the soundtrack spotlight, you guys can stick around and, and check this out.
Yeah, spot, soundtrack spotlight for this game coming at you right now, right after this segment. So, Zach, you got anything else you'd like to add real quick? Take that as a no. So, mm-hmm. we will go ahead and hit that break. We're going to head out to the soundtrack spotlight of Need for Speed Underground 2. Enjoy. Scott is presenting it, and I think you're going to love it. So, we will talk to you after the break. Wow, wow. What's up, listeners? Welcome to Horton Brothers Grimm Soundtrack Spotlight. This edition of the Spotlight is brought to you by the Horton Brothers Grimm Season 1 t-shirt. This shirt is pretty sweet, guys. Click the link down in the description to check it out. 25 bucks gets you a high-quality t-shirt with our logo on the front and a list of every game that we talked about in Season 1. Not a bad price tag for a nice concert-type t-shirt, so give it a look. Now, on to the Spotlight. Need for Speed Underground 2 was released in 2004 for PC and console. This game came out in the midst of the upsurge in popularity of the street racing genre of games brought about by the Fast and the Furious franchise. Those movies put a spotlight on the street racing culture and the music that helped to give it fuel. The soundtrack to this game included such artists as Snoop Dogg, Chingy, and Terror Squad, just to name a few. The songs on this soundtrack were like an injection of adrenaline to me. Cruising around in my souped-up Sentra on the streets of Bayview looking for a race to win, listening to Snoop Dogg and The Doors performing Riders on the Storm, or the Black Betty cover by a group named Spiderbait was freaking awesome. This soundtrack was the driving force that kept me coming back to this game for more. There was an excellent selection of music from metal to hip-hop, so there's something here for anyone that enjoys the feeling you get from cruising down the highway with radio blasting. Need for Speed Underground 2 soundtrack can be found on YouTube to listen to for free. If you like street racing and you are a fan of good adrenaline-pumping music, give this a listen. I highly recommend it. This has been Horton Brothers Grimm Soundtrack Spotlight brought to you by the Horton Brothers Grimm Season 1 t-shirt. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this spotlight. Now, let's get you back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the Soundtrack Spotlight featuring Scott about Need for Speed Underground 2. I know that's an awesome soundtrack. Snoop Doggy Dog is part of that soundtrack, so gotta love Make it. Make sure you check out those shirts. Oh, yes. Get those shirts. 25 bucks. The link is in the description of this podcast, guys. Every a little bit of profit that we make on that shirt supports this podcast, so thank you in advance for purchasing a Season 1 Horton Brothers Grimm, a video game podcast t-shirt. HBG. HBG. And uh, yeah, boy, yeah, boy. So now we're going to talk about the current day game, which has been out for a while longer than I expected because I didn't really know much about it before I researched it. Uh, it came out in 2010. It's called Dark Siders. Um, the version I'm playing right now is Dark Siders War Mastered Edition, which was released in 2016, which 
they remastered it in HD and all that good stuff. HD. HD. Didn't do a whole lot else to it, uh, really. It's just more of a make it look pretty type of thing. And they did that. Yeah. So just an update. Yeah, they updated it, which is good because it deserved it because it's a really fun game. Um, the release date for the Warmaster Edition was November 22nd, 2016. And that was for the PlayStation 4 and X-Bone. 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 And then it released a week later on the Windows platform. And then, So we're going to call the Xbox X-Bone from now on? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely got to be the X-Bone. And this one will be uh, this date will be interesting to one of you guys. I think you'll know as soon as I say it. May twenty third, two thousand seventeen. Hey, that's it was a good day. Released on the Wii U, Zach's birthday. <laughs> I believe I had it on the X Bone. <laughs> had it on the X Bone, but I had the original. Like, no, no that's way. That was part two said. that I bought. That was part two. Dark Siders two. It was Dark- for my birthday too. That's weird. And Dark Siders two is actually not a technical sequel it's more of a side cool i guess yeah. a, a side cool yeah interesting different it's a side story to it instead of it being a continuation of what was happening in the first one yeah so it, it was why you were dark doing Siders, this this was is going dark siders is dark siders three and on top of cool it could be could be a top cool <laughs> i'm sure they're on top of something it could be all in night. Could be called Nyquil. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Nyquil, Nyquil, Nyquil. We love you. But the original sure Darksiders was released on PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty on January fifth, two thousand ten. So early year release, pretty brave, pretty bold. Hmm. Um, the developer of this game has got some interesting backstory. A little tiny, interesting. It's not very brief. It's a pretty brief uh, side story. A little talk about here. Vigil Games is Vigil? the one. Yeah, Vigil. You mean Vigil? When you say Vigil, there. I like it. I like it as Vigil, but we'll go Vigil. Vigil know, Games. I don't know who Vigil is. I will go Vigil. <laughs> is that Nigel's Vir- brother? It's, it, or Virgil's cousin? Yes, could be. Could be. <laughs> so let's go Vigil. I guess you're right. Uh, it was founded in 2005. Vigil became part of THQ in 2006. And their location was in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Texas. Texas. And the only games they developed were the Darksiders 1 and 2. Good job. Hmm. And And put them into bankruptcy. Yes. Vigil closed to do THQ's bankruptcy (laughs) because THQ uh, owned them. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) when no other publishers (laughs) were willing to purchase the company, they... Or they went away. Vigil is no longer. Um, bye bye. Hope you have a good time. And Dark Siders <laughs> is now owned by THQ Nordic, which was used to be called Nordic Games. And we'll learn more about them in just a moment. I wonder the, if they made the Nordic track. Maybe they did. <laughs> I don't know. They could I have. I think Nordic track is with a Q. Who knows? I, I have no know. idea how they spell shit. <laughs> he doesn't know how they spell shit. He just. He just says shit. THQ filed for bankruptcy in 2012. Uh, so that's where Dark, uh, Vigil lost their company. Uh, DHQ trademark was picked up by Nordic Games, and the company renamed itself THQ Nordic in August of 2016. So not too it's probably f- a good rename there. Yeah, it's good. Re- THQ is a known brand. 
and Nordic's like, all right, we'll take it. We'll rename ourselves THQ Nordic because I've I actually played several games in the last few years that I got through Keymailer that was THQ Nordic. Oh, yeah. Every time I apply for a THQ Nordic game, I get denied. So maybe, just maybe, someone will hear this podcast and help me get approved for those games. Yeah, get your Nova Destro <laughs> some approved THQ Nordic games. Get nice. this man hooked up. So I bet you are wondering, what's this Darksiders all about? What's the story? What's the story? Um, the story is that the player take on the role of war. Part of the four legendary horsemen of the apocalypse. That's right. Nice. Oh, yes. And with the apocalypse just taking place prematurely, this shit happened too soon. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, I was in the bathroom. What the fuck? What it just happened. happened. <laughs> what the fuck happened, boys? That's why plan. there's only one of the the four horsemen around. The other three's like, yeah, we fucking did it without you, buddy. Sorry. I wrote this shit. Guys, you left without me. Why? <laughs> I wrote this shit on the counter for a reason, you sons of bitches. And uh, so the earth is destroyed, and war has been found guilty by the charred council for the cause of the premature apocalypse. So. It oh. happened while we were taking a shit. So war got set, <laughs> war got set up here. He got set up, um, but then he was sentenced to be destroyed, which is very similar to a game I love called Soul Reaver. We'll talk more about that later. War is sentenced to be destroyed, but he makes a deal to be placed back on Earth to find out who was behind the catastrophe. But he is chained to a character called the Watcher who. Basically, is his babysitter and keeps him in line and makes him do things a certain way. Son of a bitch, chaperoned. He is chaperoned, son. And the watcher is actually voiced by Mark Hamill, so you know that the character is pretty sweet because Mark Hamill is a great voice actor. Because you know, sure. what was his other famous character he voices? Uh, the Joker. The Joker. Yeah. So yeah, Mark Hamill knows what he's doing. So now war is caught in a never-ending war. Between angels and demons. It should have said battle there. Yeah, it should have said battle, but it's a war. It's a war. War is a never-ending war. That makes no fucking sense. War is inside of a never-ending war. His name is War, and he's inside of a war. Oh, my God, my brain hurts. And 100 years have passed, so they've released him back onto the earth. They've they've kept him in like a a purgatory-type prison for 100 years. They send him back, and Earth bears little resemblance to the world we know. It's all fucked up. And oh, fucking blasted on. And, and war is very, uh, he's lost a lot of his power. And he lost his horse named Ruin. And his his horse well, named Ruin it, was pretty powerful. It wasn't horse. no name. It wasn't no name. <laughs> so now he's trying to find out where the other horsemen are. And who misled them into starting the final battle. So it's a mystery. You're trying to figure out what's going on. He's kind of being a detective slash beat the shit out of people kind of guy. Brutality type of stuff. So that's your story. Pretty cool storyline. Very similar to Soul Reaver. Soul Reaver is the exact same way. Raziel, Raziel got cast into the pit of whatever. And he got brought back into purgatory. And he lost a lot of his powers when he went back to Earth. He has to get mm-hmm. his strength back and stuff. And he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on with Kane and all this other stuff. So this game is very similar to Le- to Soul Reaver. So that's why this 
uh, it blew me away when I first started playing it because I love Soul Reaver and the storyline to the whole Legacy of Kane series. So this intrigued me big time. That's why we're talking about it today because it's just, wow. Soul Reaver is one of the, my best, one of my favorite games of all time. It's one of the best games I've ever played because the storyline is amazing and the gameplay is fun. It's got puzzles to figure out. Just like Darksiders does the same thing. You got puzzles you got to figure out. You got monsters to kill. You're beating the hell out of monsters. Just a beat them up type of game really cool so that takes us to the gameplay part so of course we're controlling war part of one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse it's a third person perspective view and there's many different areas of the game that aren't accessible immediately you have to unlock them by earning different abilities and getting stronger Hmm. and, and going through the world and finding out things that are happening and the center of the world is called the Scalding Gallo. Scalding Gallo. Jesus, I can't talk. The Scalding <laughs> Gallo. Not Scalding. Jeez. <laughs> it's it's Vigil and Scalding. Okay. Vigil will forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> so the Scalding Gallo acts as a hub where war is given new objectives and paths to unlock new areas, many of which require the use of newly gained abilities for, to progress. And this dude's got some awesome abilities. Let me tell you what. He's, he's, dude's, dude's bad. His sword is called Chaos Eater. Hmm. Nice. Instead of Chaos Creator? Correct. It's Chaos Eater. And it is a bad motherfucker. You know, it's a sword of sick. It's got freaking, like, dead souls on it. Like, nice. It's like souls are trying to come out of the sword, like, that's trapped inside the sword. So it's filled with the energy of souls. Yeah, it's really nice. And he also has a scythe. Which scythe? Scythe. It's a scythe. <laughs> I'm just going with the bad mm-hmm. pronunciations. Oh, okay. I was making sure you were doing it on purpose. Yeah, that was on purpose. It's a scythe. Could have called it a seeth, I guess. It's a seeth. <laughs> or it could be a sith. Sith, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, or cyst on your... Never mind. And... <laughs> Your eye. The scythe is pretty badass, too, because it, it's a really a good combo uh, weapon. You hit Y to use it. X is your main chaos eater. Y is your scythe, and you can use those in conjunction with each other to hit some awesome combos. I think my highest combo right now is like 52. Oh, dang. Something like that. Nice. And you can really destroy some enemies on this game. It, it's, really, it's really fun. It, it's, it's very fast-paced. It's, you know, super fun. Um... Again, weapons have combinations of attacks, and you get different weapons. Like one is this a uh, boomerang. It's just four blades around it, and you can f- fling that thing at a monster. If you charge it up and fling it, it'll stay on that monster for like five to ten seconds. It'll just be chopping the hell out of it. Oh dang! Yeah, does that go again? <laughs> Let's make sure we get the sound effects here for the Oh, we got the sound effects. It is really, really cool. It's a cool weapon. You also can pick up a a, a a revolver. So you'd be like smashing them a little bit, and then they'll fall. They'll, you know, knock them up. You can uppercut them into the sky, and then just take your revolver, go, and then, oh my gosh, and then they die. And then they die. <laughs> Then they just dissipate, you know. 
It's burst into dust. Well, what's cool is like when you hit them down to a certain amount of energy, the the uh, the B button will pop up above their head. And you hit the B button, he'll do a finishing attack and like chop their head off or something cool. Mm. Does a really cool finishing move on them. Or like somebody like you, there'll be these flying ones. I think I, I like that the most. Like the flying, these little flying little dragon looking things will come at you, and you just it'll automatically have B above them because they're weak. So you hit B and you jump up in the sky and you grab them, pull them down, and just rip them in two and throw them on the ground. Oh, you don't take a bite first? No, you don't take a bite. Oh, he just rips yeah. them in two and tosses them on the ground. It's really cool. Cause he's not, he's like, he ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> he ain't got time to deal with these weak ass flying bats, whatever the hell they are. He tears them up. And then you also have boss opponents, which. Usually, once you go through an area, you'll acquire a new skill or a new weapon or things. So, of course, you want to make sure that you use that new skill or new weapon against the boss. And that's usually the best way to fight them. So, there's really cool bosses in this, by the way. Really fun. Uh, huge. They're like... Ooh, I burped. They're massive bosses. So, really just well done game it's really cool it's similar to soul reaver because that's what raziel had to do he had to go and fight his brothers and that they had been mutated over the year hundreds of years and they were these hmm. huge beasts and stuff right it's the same thing with war he encounters some of the four horsemen and they've mutated over the hundred years into these vile beasts and stuff Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so so really they cool. weren't vile enough before, right? Now they're just like these mutated things that really just gross looking things. They're, they're huge, and they're very powerful. So the boss fights are really fun. And then, if you defeat an enemy, you can recover their souls. Um, nice. So if you recover their green souls, then that fills your health bar back up. If you collect the yellow souls, that fills your wrath meter back up, which is basically a special move. You can hit LB, then one of the buttons, and it'll do a different move. Like, one of them, it shoots swords out from the ground, right? Oh, cool. One of them, it'll, once you hit the, like, once you do it, it, put, it puts on a hardened uh, armor all over your body. But it also drains your wrath constantly if you, as long as you're using that. But it gives you basically a stronger defense if you're fighting a, some tougher enemies. And then blue souls are the currency in the game. So you use that to buy different uh, combo moves, different weapons, uh, more health, more wrath, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So blue souls are your currency. So you can spend it on new combo attacks, wrath powers, power-ups, and potions that will heal you. There's also artifacts that you can collect and turn them into the shopkeeper guy, whose name is Valgrium. And he like he wants you to collect these certain artifacts. If you collect them, you get like thousand souls per thing, or sometimes three or four thousand. Dang. And there's chests hidden throughout the world, which I think is pretty funny. There's a lot of stuff to find in this game. A lot of things that you it really encourages exploring. So you explore the world, find these chests, and you can get more souls. The blue souls is your currency. You can get uh, pieces of wrath core, which will give you an extra wrath bar. So 
So you can use that more times as you get more as you find more of those you get more uh, attacks and then lifestone fragments of course makes your uh, gives you more lives like right now at the part of the game i'm in i've got five lives now and that's oh, cool. pretty good is you don't you yeah you're going to run into some enemies that are going to knock you around a little bit no matter what but hmm. with five lives you can you can withstand it pretty easily right you also find chests that are full of green souls that'll, uh, you know, give your health back. Basically, usually it'll fill all your lives back up to you. All right, and that is basically the gameplay. I mean, it's it's really just a fun beat 'em up type of game. It's really it's got lots of upgrades, lots of weapons. I mean, you if you love customization of your character, this has got it. It's got nice. plenty of those things. I'm looking forward to it because uh, you know I've been playing Bayonetta or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do some of the same type of stuff, like get different weapons and things like that as well. And combos, the combos thing. You get graded on the levels. Where you get like an S mm. and A and all that shit. Right. Sort of like, well, uh, what was it? <clears throat> Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. Well, this game actually sort of sounds a little bit like the um, the Prince of Persia games. That came out on the like the PlayStation and the GameCube. Yeah, that's and stuff. true too. You did have to use the upgrade system on those as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's got that. These when this developer created this game, they definitely were inspired by some other games. Which but is I think, cool with me. I think Soul Reaver definitely yeah, we, was one of those. It had to Soul be. Reaver was probably one of the best games I've ever played. Oh yeah, any of the Legacy of Kane games. Uh, past Blood Omen, which wasn't the best because it was early, like, well, I think it was like 96 or so when they put that game out. So it wasn't I know I own the games in Steam, but you can't play them then. Oh. Uh, well, you can play it, it's just the problem is it doesn't support your controller fully. Oh, uh, okay. I did, uh, the last time I played Soul Reaver on Steam, I didn't have any issues except for I couldn't record it uh, very well with my recording software. At the time, wasn't actually acting right with the game. It was just kind of, you know. But I, now I use OBS. OBS probably recorded just fine. And uh, so we'll move on to the critical reception of this game. Uh, this game, on uh, GameRankings.com, they gave uh, Darksiders 83% on the PlayStation 3 and the PC version. Right, but then on the 360 version, it got an 84 percent. Not sure how that happened. Why? Maybe somebody. Why, why would that be? Why? Why would they get one extra percentage point? Yeah, on the Xbox, I don't get it. So apparently, according to game rankings, if you want the best experience, you played on the 360 because you get one percent better experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it how that works. Strokes you. Like on your leg when you're getting like, I can't figure out something. Let me stroke you. We'll get you through it. Yeah, just let me rub on you for a minute. You'll be fine. And then Metacritic, their scores were very similar for the original Darksiders game. But they also had scores for the War Master's Edition. Game Rankings doesn't have scores for War Master's Edition. Um, PS4 got 81 out of 100 for the War Master's Edition. Xbone got 80 out of 100. And then the Wii U received a 77 out of 100. And the only issue I saw that they had with the Wii U version was the graphics weren't as as crisp as they were on the X-Bone and the PS4. 
done. Of course. Hmm. And but other than that, that was most that was like the biggest complaint I saw about it. And the last thing I'll talk about is why I love this game. And I just it's a fun game. It's just you beat the hell out of shit. It's got great combos. It's got fun characters. Mark Hamill, the the, the washer, is a great character. It is awesome. He does a great job voicing it, and it's it's just it's a funny character. He's clever. He's he's witty. He's he's a smart mouth, and uh, he does a great job. Then the weapons are awesome. The scythe, the boomerang with the swords, the revolver. There's one thing where you get this power fist. You can just like go Hulk smash on everything. It's pretty fun. And of course. It reminds me of Soul Reaver. That's the big thing. Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. If you have never played Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, play it. Get it. Play it. It's amazing. Yeah, I enjoyed that game too. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, Soul Reaver. It's just so in Legacy. The whole Legacy of Kane series from Soul Reaver on Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver Two, Blood Omen Two, uh, Defiance. Those were amazing games and. You you won't find a better story in a, in most movies. Like, it was just a really really great vampire story. Right. And Dark uh, Siders is the same way, but about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. It's really a, a solid story so far. I've only played, I've probably played sixty percent of the game so far. Hmm. And I will be finishing it, and I will be moving on to Dark Siders too. This game is right is on my list of games that I'm always gonna love. I will talk great about Darksiders from now on. It's just a really fun game. And I want to shout out to uh, my boy Steven's wife, Samantha. She is the one that suggested me play Darksiders. Really? And, yes. She told me that I was like, she's like, do you ever play Darksiders? I was like, no. She's like, you're a dumbass. You better get it. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> and she was right. I mean, it's really, really good. But that's all. Well, I downloaded it. I downloaded it on the, uh, my Xbox off the Game Pass, and I, I played it. Now, I think I might have just—it was a corrupt, maybe a bad download or something, because you know, so it, there, there was some places in the game where, um, you know, the sound was off, or some of the combat you couldn't hit what you were trying to hit, but just the parts of it that worked, the parts of it that I played that 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 went like I felt it was supposed to. Uh, I agree with you, man. The gameplay is solid. The uh, The combat, you know, at the just the monsters that you had to fight, the angels floating around. I mean, it was, you know, it was really, really good combat. It reminded me a lot of uh, God of War from PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. You know, the first one, anyway. I never played much of the second one, but the first one. God of War, best game ever. It, it, mm, no, it was great. Darksiders does have some elements of that too, where you have to hit B at a certain time or A or whatever. Right. So it does have some of those elements, not as heavy as God of War, but just here and there, scattered through the game. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a good comparison. But, yeah, I mean, you know, like, but what, like I say, what I played of it, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I I intend to play it on the PC to get a a more definitive experience because what I saw of it, what I played of it was, was, was good. And I, I'd like to play it where it's a, you know, better quality than what I had downloaded on the Xbox because it just, I think it was, there was something wrong with the download. 
Yeah, it must have been because yeah, my experience has been very smooth on the PC, and the graphics are beautiful. Mm-hmm. The the game just yeah, it looked it looked like it would be yeah, it a really cool game to play through. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's just very satisfying when the combat is so satisfying when you're fighting things. When that B button pops up, you just get excited. You're like B, and that dude, and then War just tears their ass up. It's mm-hmm. cool as shit. Uh, this is a great combat game if you like. You know, you're gonna hit the B button or the X button a lot. You're gonna be jamming buttons like crazy. You got you got to hit combinations of buttons to do certain moves. My favorite thing to do is hold X, and then when the enemy comes up, he just smashes them up in the air, and then you jump up and you just keep mashing X, and he just slash. He's just smacking them around up in the air. Then mm-hmm. you bring them down, and you just pull the revolver out, and pop, 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 pop. I mean, you could uh, seriously get thirty or forty hits on a combo like it ain't nothing. It's really freaking cool, man. This this game is great. Recommend it highly. It's on sale right now. I think what did you say? It was Humble Bundle. I had it for two ninety nine. Uh, yeah, I got that and Dark Siders two. Both of those total after taxes, everything's eight bucks flat. Eight bucks. So if you guys catch it on sale, which they will always put this on sale during Steam sales, Humble Monthly sales, good old game sales, any place that sells this game, you can get these, these games really cheap. Uh, Darksiders 3 just released a few months back, though, so you're still going to pay probably full price for that game, but might get a little discount. 59 boys and girls. So, but the Darksiders games are really fun. So far, first one's fun. I have played part two i will mention that as i do get to play these games i'm playing through these games i'm not recording them for my youtube channel or anything so i just need more of me sharing the experience i'm having with these games but they really are excellent all right well guys y'all have anything else you would like to add to darksiders i don't no i think you covered it pretty well there jack all right i hope so hope i didn't bore you guys is jack now I'm Jack. I actually had a coworker today tell me I was a jack of all trades. He's gonna start calling me Jack of all trades. Wow! But I told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to get bent. <laughs> then I said I was sorry, and I was, I was, you can call me Jack. Had to hug him. Had to hug him out. I hugged him and slapped him on the butt, and he was happy. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna go to a little break here, and I'm sure we'll have a little. Diddy in between the segments here. I haven't created it yet for season two. I'm going to try to do something different this year for season two. So we'll see what it could be. Who knows? I don't know at the moment. So enjoy I'm, this I segment. Might take a stab at it. Who knows? It maybe it'll be Zach's not interested. I hope it's what it is. That'd be cool. Uh, I might not be interested. Yeah. Well, let's hope we can get him interested in doing that. So we'll see. We'll see. If it ain't that, it'll be something. It'll be something. Anyway, it'll third something segment. Fun. It'll be something fun, exactly, Zach. Third segment coming up, Zach Horton will be talking about Doom Eternal for an upcoming game coming out this year at some point, I'm pretty sure. So If, if it does come out this year, um, when they announced Doom uh, for the 2016 Doom, they announced it in 2014, so I'm afraid it may end up being 2020, but I'm hoping this year. So. Ooh. 2020, that's... Uh... That's tough. Yeah, that's a yeah, long time. It's, uh, it's a whole year, boys. So Indeed. <laughs> well, we'll see how that goes. We'll keep an eye on that calendar. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, guys, enjoy this little brief 
break and then we'll be back with segment three. Hello, HBG listeners. This is Chris, and I'm here to briefly tell you about some places you can find our podcast that you may not have thought of. Now, of course, you're listening to us right now on your favorite provider, but if you want to change providers, I want you to know where you can find us. So, first off, you can find us at HortonBrothersGrim.com, which will take you straight to our Podbean webpage. That'll update our episodes as soon as they're released. So, check that out. Save it on your bookmarks and all that good stuff so you can listen to it on your desktop. That would be great. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and most other places you can find a podcast. Usually, you can download one of those apps that lets you search for podcasts everywhere, and you'll find us there, Horton Brothers Grimm. So make sure you're listening to us in your favorite place so you can access us anywhere and with ease. All right, and I also want to encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, where you can find past episodes of all of our podcasts and special videos of us three knuckleheads playing some games together, having a good time. Or you can also see us do some solo live streams. So please go and subscribe and click that notification bell so you'll be notified when Horton Brothers Grimm's live on our YouTube channel. And I just want to encourage you to check out one of the videos there because it's my favorite. It is a speed run race. Between Zach and Zach. If you remember, our stepbrother Zach joined us for an episode 7 of season 1. He will be joining us again soon, so we'll see you soon, Zach. And then, of course, Zach from Horton Brothers Grimm. They race in Mega Man X, and it is so fun. They see who can make it the furthest in one hour. So check that video out. It's really fun. I'll link it right down in the description of this podcast. So please click it. Give it a like. Give it a watch. I think you'll enjoy. All right. Well, that's all from me for now. I'll quit rambling, and we're going to get back to our existential nonsense. Welcome back yet again. We're on section three or segment three of today's podcast. We're going to be talking about the future game, Doom Eternal and Zack has chosen this game so zach what did you want to talk about uh regarding doom eternal what do i want to talk about hmm let's see i'm very disappointed because <laughs> i'm not playing this game right now <laughs> give me this game well why would you be disappointed that makes no sense i mean the game hasn't come out yet um well you know everybody knows it's in there development was, there was a situation with uh with a pre-order and um yeah whatever so <laughs> i won't be pre-ordering any other game from <laughs> now on because so there's what, no fucking point in it so what you're saying is zach's not interested in pre-order i'm not interested in pre-ordering no <laughs> damn so history on doom eternal there's no history because it's still not happened yet it's in development of course, is a first-person shooter. It is a sequel to the Doom reboot 2016, as I've mentioned throughout the entire podcast. So hopefully you have been listening. If you haven't been listening, then shame on you. And uh, we'll talk about it later. So maybe in the Red Room. I don't know. Whichever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> anyway, 
of course, uh, when you start this game, you're going to be the Doom Slayer, as always. Uh, it is, like I said, first person. Uh, looks like we're going to be more on like some Earth uh, settings. Um, and it looked like maybe like a, I don't know, maybe like a heaven type area uh, that they kind of put out in like the multiplayer maps of the Doom in 2016. So, so that'll be awesome. Uh, one thing I'm really excited about is the new weapons or development of weapons, rather. Uh, on your armor, you can actually attach, uh, I think it's one of three things. It's like uh, missiles, grenade launchers, flamethrowers. Sweet. Um, the shotgun, super shotgun. Uh, of course, you know, it's a double barrel. Come on. And that uh, is now going to have what they call, well, it's, they're referring to it as like a meat hook, or it has the same functionality of a grappling hook. So you can use it to get around the environment. You can grapple yourself to an actual monster. Uh, once you grapple yourself to the monster, shoot them in the face uh, and say, surprise, nice. motherfucker, you know, right up in their face <laughs> if you want. Uh, there's look like there's going to be like an energy sword. Um, and then uh, like a little retractable arm blade that you got. And it's going to be more geared toward the glory kill. So once you see the monster glow, you'll go in and pretty much just do some kind of crazy shit. Saw them in half. Uh, the, my favorite one that I saw was uh, the Doom Slayer was out there. And he uh, like punched the dude's head and it just like it shrunk. It's like it just scooted down into his fucking uh collarbone like a cartoon would do no. like he would just he just Sweet. smashed him into himself like a accordion it's pretty crazy um of course they're working on uh the new engine they developed for this game is uh the id tech 7 uh they've currently you know before they region six so i'm guessing that's gonna you know make it have more fluid uh movement different things like that which uh, Doom didn't have really a big problem with movement in 2016. I'm I'm glad they did a reboot in 2016 because Doom 3 was trash, but that's just my mm. opinion, and if anybody hates me for that opinion, I'm not really interested in that either. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if you don't like my opinions, why are you listening to me? What's cool is uh, the first, the, the reboot Doom, and then this Doom will be on uh, Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. So you have no excuse not to actually own this game. And if you want to play it portable, uh, you have the Nintendo Switch. And I would be interested to see what Nintendo does next for their, I don't know, advancement of their consoles uh, as far as being able to you know take them around with you, maybe graphics. And I would like to see a better cooling system. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. So, Chainsaw's a thing. And nice. it's going to be in fucking sane. Uh, from, if you'll go and pretty much just watch the uh, QuakeCon video from this, this past year, 2018. You'll see, you know, the demo of Doom Eternal. And it is going to be... I, I don't know. It just it gets me excited to see that they want you to be more aggressive uh, when you're actually going through the stages and things like that instead of 
like uh, with Doom the reboot, I sometimes will be in a stage and there might be uh, a little section where you got to kill a bunch of demons, you know, based on oh it's super infected. But I can't ever find the last demon, and I'm running around in circles, and I don't know where the hell he is. And then he's just shooting randomly at a wall. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So mm -hmm. hopefully that'll be improved. And um, so there's not a lot of information out for this game since there's no fucking release date. Um, I can only uh, just sit here and wait and, you know, play my games that I have already. So that's why I did acquire uh, the Darksiders games because I have no release date for Doom Eternal. And um, yeah, if uh, you don't see that I'm salty about that... Uh, <laughs> then maybe you don't know uh, what, sarcasm. What could ever make you salty about the, <laughs> the game not being a release date yet? It doesn't make sense. I just, uh, I just want to play it. It was uh, supposed to be a Christmas gift for me, and um, I get handed this pre-order slip, and uh, so yeah, places that pre-order things. Somebody's buying something at fucking Christmas for a gift, mm -hmm. and it's a fucking pre-order. You may want to tell them. That it's a pre-order with a place marker, not an actual fucking release date. So, <laughs> GameStop, I mean, <clears throat> shit. Mm. Places, you know, that do that type of thing. You need to maybe train your uh, associates better, in my opinion. That's just my opinion again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bethesda, oh, don't fuck this up. Um, id Software, thank you. For continuing working on this. I did enjoy the, the gameplay from QuakeCon. It was quite amazing. I think everybody should at least watch the video. It's about a 25 minute uh, YouTube video that's up that you can watch now if you miss QuakeCon. So you can you can still hit that up. Watch it a little bit. You'll have that linked down in the description. Yeah, link's there. Um, Zelda might not be along, but Link will be there. And... Uh, Let's see. Pretty much that's all I have for Doom Eternal because, of course, you can't play it yet. There's no demo. And no word on when that might be. Now, I will say this. It is nominated or was nominated for Most Wanted Game at the 2018 Golden Joystick Awards. So nice. imagine me wanting to play it. And I'm not one of these, I'm not like a super Doom um, fanboy, but uh, it, it was one of my favorite games back in the day. Um, mm, I did, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I did manage to install it onto a high school server where we could access it any room uh, when you went into <laughs> class. So I'm just waiting, just waiting again. And uh, if you want to wait with me, you know, give us a give us a comment there. Say hashtag waiting. Mm -hmm. Hashtag waiting. Uh, yeah, don't be doing any of that crazy stuff on the actual movie waiting. Yeah, uh, that no. the no, movie's good though. Movie's good. It's a great movie. Don't do the bat. <laughs> the bat no. wing. It's Nobody so veiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's 
So angry. <laughs> so angry. And then oh. she does the cat noise. You know, I need to play Doom, the remake Doom that they put out in 2016. I still haven't played it yet. Dude, you should buy it now and play the shit out of it. Well, I was thinking about getting it on the VR. Yeah, they do have the VFR version. So that would be pretty fun. Since you have the PlayStation VR. so I'm pretty sure the mm-hmm. PlayStation VR is probably the best VR that's out on the market. I don't know. My Oculus Rift's pretty good. Uh, well, I don't know. The Oculus, Oculus Rift is still a little expensive, and it's only you still have to. It's only three fifty. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only. Yeah. Only. It's not bad. I mean, if I could have. So you know, I I don't know. Is the uh, is the Doom the twenty sixteen reboot? Is it available on Steam? Yes, it right is. Now? Yes, it is. And uh, what uh, what kind of price point are we looking well, at? Well, if you go through uh, somebody else other than Steam, probably cheaper. <laughs> nineteen ninety nine. Right. I can imagine that, but, but I actually got it for nineteen ninety nine, or I may I might have paid a little less because it was around Christmas time when I acquired it for the PC. Because mm-hmm. you know I did own it before for the Xbox. What I would like to see. Is when I buy one game, I get a key that will unlock it to any system, and then they're all associated somehow. All associated somehow. So that way, when you do activate one, the other two don't fucking work. That way, you can ensure you still just have the game. Just make one universal mm-hmm. key something. That way, you can activate it, and then bam, it's done. It doesn't matter the platform anymore. Mm-hmm. You just buy the damn yeah. game. The uh, the guy that invented microtransactions just rolled over in his grave. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not interested in your fucking transactions. Are you gonna piss on his grave? Hell no. I'd be Not doing him a favor. That. No, I'm not interested in pissing on this guy's grave either. The fucking grave could be on fire. I wouldn't care. <laughs> well, I know that. Uh, yeah, Doom. It's fifteen dollars. On uh, Humble Bundle. Nice. Uh, if you want to acquire the Doom 2016. It's not a bad week. price, really. And it's only on sale for five more days. Unfortunately, by the time you hear this, it will be off sale. So fuck you guys, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're screwed. Go Sorry. download it on the torrent or something. I mean, what? I didn't hear you anything about what? the ocean. I didn't hear anything. What? Ocean of Games, what? <laughs> I mean swimming. So yeah. I thought there were only fish in the ocean. Uh, and sharks and stuff. No, no, no. This is the you know, two thousands games have been swimming. There may be some caco demons down there, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, well does that got anything else you want to say about Doom Eternal? I will say this. Uh the character mo- or demon models, um, I didn't really go over like the different types of demons you're gonna have, but they're gonna have more than what the re- the reboot had, and you're gonna have some pretty cool shit going on. Uh, so just just look for um, it's like when you damage the demon as they're as they're dying, they actually their body changes, uh, so they'll um, a degrade type of thing. So when you damage them, they'll just start looking like they're fucking just about to die. And then, then they'll have a final form of death. So they're working on that pretty cool too. So It's called Destructible Demons. I think that's what they mentioned in the video. 
Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. And I I didn't see much about the multiplayer mode, um, except for the fact that there is a little uh, thing that you can do. You can choose to do this. You don't have to do this. So it's, it's single player or multiplayer. And what can happen is it's called invasion mode. So you could be playing and then other players come in as demons on your gameplay and you have to kill them or they can or they'll kill you. Just you know one way or another. But they can be demons in your gameplay. So that's hmm. going to be probably frustrating to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it'll I think it'll work out well. That that way people if you don't want to, you know, if, let's say you finish uh the campaign, you really want to just fuck with people all day. I mean, it gets uh, trolls something to do. I'm just saying. It is definitely a it's, it's an interesting, um, interesting take on the whole multiplayer bit. I mean, it's yeah, I'm, sort of like go ahead deathmatch, but not you know, dude. Uh, the of course the Doom reboot had deathmatch or you know the multiplayer aspect to it. So yeah. I'm hoping they'll continue on on that multiplayer mode like that as well as doing the invasion mode as well, and I hope it's not one or the other. Right. But I'm pretty sure they'll keep that deathmatch. That's that's pretty much, this is the game that started deathmatch. Yeah, I mean, it um, is a, it, deathmatch is a staple yeah. of this particular game. I mean, it, it's where it started. So it's like you had your frag count, and uh, and, and it wasn't, you didn't have teams. You, everybody was free for all. Mm-hmm. Which was yep. part of the badass, the badassery of the game, but I think you could only play like four people at a time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you would break something that you know the whole fucking intranet would go kaboom. You would burn a server <laughs> room down, anything like that. <laughs> so, and, and you know, again, you're looking at uh, more aggressive combat. Uh, of course, your Doom Slayer. Uh, armor will be changed as well. It'll have a couple additional things, you know, the arm blade, uh, additional attachments to the armor, as well as being still a- still able to upgrade your weapons in different ways. So uh, you're gonna have, you know, of course the combat shotgun that you had in regular Doom in in, in the reboot. Then you're gonna have your super shotgun, and then there's like a ballista, plasma rifle, chainsaw, stuff like that, energy sword. I'm not sure why the energy sword, but it's whatever. Well, it's, you know, shades of Halo, old boy. <laughs> well, the problem is Doom probably inspired Halo. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and right. what inspired it all was Wolfenstein. But anyway. It's all been inspired. It's all been inspired by something. <laughs> which is, I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. And as I'm looking at Humble Bundle and, and I looked at Doom Reboot Up, I'm looking at the uh, positivity on Steam. It's only 91% positive. So I'm guessing those 9% of people that weren't positive review are the sissies that do not like to play games and actually uh, put in effort. So for you sissies, I'm not interested. <laughs> Oh, well, Scott, you got anything you want to say uh, about Doom? Uh, no, I'm good. I think we covered Yeah, I'm good, too. Well, I guess, I guess we're at an end point to our first episode of Season 2. So I'm excited. I'm glad we finally got back to going here. This is good. 
Hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. Scott, where can we find you on the internet so let's tell people where they can get more of your juicy commentary and lovely face? <laughs> well, I am still at the Games of Death on the YouTubes. Uh, death is spelled D-E-T-H because I'm, you know, just eccentric like I think that. it'll be and in the description. Somebody <laughs> else already had the other spelling. So anyway. And I'm not yeah, interested in that guy in description. <laughs> and uh, I'm on Twitter at Death Dealer 3 so shoot me a message oh so sweet and of course Zach what are you I'm, not interested in telling us right now I'm interested in telling you some things right now um, <laughs> I'm still at Genova Destro on YouTube at Genova Destro on Twitter uh, Twitch is still Genova Destro um, I have been working uh, some magic with my software so i made a you know a, a new intro i've made some music for that intro i even have a new i guess outro or something just a, a pretty cool little clip at the end of my videos now since i've been doing a lot of fortnite and uh doom and bayonetta a lot of guns going on there so if you come by check that out like subscribe comment all that kind of stuff very grateful for that. Oh, so we. Of course, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Bang Bang Potato. Just search for Bang Bang Potato on YouTube. You'll find it, I promise you. And there's also a Twitter account, Bang Bang Potato One. You can check out all that good stuff. And there's two podcasts you need to be watching and listening to. One, of course, is ours. Uh, com is where our podcast is found. Of course, it's found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google, all those fun places. You can find our podcast just about anywhere that podcasts are available. Also, there's a podcast that I'm part of called The Disney Tonic that I have been recording with my friend Wade about our upcoming trip to Disney World in the end of February. So you can go check that out. I think you'll enjoy it. It's pretty fun. Talk a lot about Disney, some fun facts, some things that you may not know, and some things you may already know, and there's some things you may want to correct us because we didn't know, but we said something anyway. Sort of like the guy that uh, did the artwork on uh, Little Mermaid was he got fired before he you know actually left. He put some weird things on the cover, yeah, like dildos, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was just a penis. But anyway. <laughs> So we'd appreciate it, guys, on these websites. And, of course, tune, I mean iTunes, you would give us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what you like about this podcast and some topics you would like for us to talk about. We'd love to hear some suggestions of games you would like to hear about. Because you know what? We may not have never heard of that game, and we might go play it and have fun. So, And talk about it here, too. Or it might it's end up like Fuck Bumble. It could be like Fuck Bumble and not be something we like i enjoyed the game and i showed you i like i showed you how to play that game and yeah yeah fuck bubble yeah (laughs) it's just because he sucks kids or anybody else he's not that good at bug bumble but that's okay that is okay indeed so thank you so much for listening there's anything wrong with that (laughs) that's not there's not no. Man hands. Oh, no. What? <laughs> well, we're going to end the podcast here. I promise you, I think, because this is the part where we say goodbye. So, goodbye. Goodbye.
take it easy. Later.